Hello everyone! Welcome to this episode of Might and Mercy. I'm your Game Master Toby and I'm joined today by the wonderful Feline. Hi, I'm Feline and I play Sibley. Yehuda. Hi, I'm Yehuda and I play Trabiel, also known as Trouble. Chris. Hi, I'm Chris and I play Tupuk. And Matt. Hello, I'm Matt and I play Harald. For an exciting episode of Might and Mercy, technically my script said another exciting episode, but it's an episode anyway. We use the 13th Age system by Pelgrane Press. Press. Don't be familiar with the system as it's a D20 like D&D and Pathfinder, yet it has some fun storytelling tools, which is what we like. The setting of Might and Mercy is my own creation for you to explore and enjoy. We should, you know, put out like a source book or something at some point for the uh, wonderful subscribers that we have, which has increased by nine since we put out the video. And a big thank you to all our new subscribers. I think we're all in awe of you subbing to this channel and listening to our voices as we play out this adventure, aren't you? It's very much so. Yes. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> thank you. You are the reason we put this out there. Did we get t-shirts already that we want to sell? Sponsorships? I haven't been informed about t-shirts. All right. Sweaters. <laughs> then I guess we, we, should, <laughs> we should get t-shirts and sweaters. Um, for this video recording that nobody ever gets to see. But we don't have any announcements. So I think it's time for us to start this episode of Might and Mercy. Shortly after being told he owes the Bonebreaker more taxes than he can pay, the farmer Harold Greenhaven met a ghost from the past. At the same time, Sibley and Tupuk, two friends who haven't seen each other for nearly a year, bumped into each other in Gold Meadows, where Sibley arrived in search of a mother of a friend and where Tupuk has come to earn some coin by telling stories at the Titan's Tith Fair. Also, Trabiel, or Trouble, a knight from the Empire arrived in Gold Meadows in search of a story. Instead, he found someone he thought he would never see again. It is the night before the Titan's Tith Fair. You're inside the Brittle Flagon Inn. The glowing spheres in the rafters flash blood red before they dim, turning everything and everyone inside into blue and grey shadows. Behind the bar, Inkeep Tamting Tulsar throws up his arms and grunts, Not again! Before clapping his furry hands, as if moved by invisible strings, the shutters on the inside of the window slap shut as the scrawny man named Smiley rushes towards Harold and, and Trouble. The way the Brittle Flagon Inn is laid out, it is a large rectangle, with the entrance on a short wall facing the market where the thugs now stand. Everything inside is uh, nearby. If you move outside, it would be far away. The bar stretches the length of the wall to the right of the entrance. The round stage is its centerpiece and tables and benches form a maze around the stage and the booths are nestled against the back wall across the room from the entrance. 
Sibylle, you smell the blood on the rather tall and round thug as he lumbers into the brittle flagoning. You also know that getting caught in a bar fight might cost you your license to barter at the fair on the morning. Tapuk, despite having imbibed serious quantities of booze, your wits have not abandoned you. You also realize that you are yet to be paid for tonight's services, 10 gold pieces, I believe, by the proprietor Tamting Tolsar. Also, as you end a conversation with your sock puppet, you realize that you have not seen your grandfather in the Brittle Flagon Inn this evening, even though you know he has a room here. Trouble. You make a quick tactical assessment. How threatened are you by armorless goons wielding a knuckle duster, thumpers, and a pocket knife? <laughs> then again, you can't complete your mission if you're thrown in jail by the local reeve, and secrecy is important. Harold, you look around the otherwise empty inn and realize there are some other patrons in one of the booths, though it's hard to see who across the distance through the darkness. You realize three things. Gratis is the reeve, but these goons don't wear the official livery of gold meadows. You definitely missed the deadline to pay the taxes as it is clearly past dusk. It is actually nearing the middle of the night. And were the situation to escalate any further, you are going to pay a steep price because Gratis, like any Bonebreaker henchman, wields his power without mercy. You are all unarmored and except for trouble, are not wearing any weapons. I guess that's where you roll initiative. Hmm. Where we rolled or where we need to roll now? Because I, I actually don't recall if we ended up rolling initiative last game. You need to roll initiative. Okay. Harold, what did you roll? 13 for Harold. First roll of the session for me. A nice natural 20. Oof. Oh, nice. But I, nice. I don't know if I want to Plus. Fight. I don't want to end up in jail. Plus 20 plus. Oh, plus 7. Whoa. I'm not quite sure how to de-escalate this though. They are not. Uh, they don't seem very interested in that. Tupok. Um, first roll of the day, so five with my amazing plus four. Similarly. <laughs> Got a sixteen. Plus. That's it. Sixteen. Okay. This is going amazingly. I, already i just wasted my 20. so trouble seeing what you see and knowing what you know what are you going to do oh man decisions decisions i'm feeling conflicted already um can i 
Oh god, I'm on the spot here, uh, aren't I? You know what? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what. Um, Are we allowed to confer can... or not? We can't. No. 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 Trouble. I don't think we have time. <laughs> Go on! It is time for oh, action. Dang it. I'm, 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 I'm not going to lose Harald again. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll break out of jail or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I rely on my, uh, on my, not, I, I don't rely on my wits very well. I don't have much of those to rely on. I'm, I'm going to try threatening them off. You know what? I stand, I stand okay, between tell them. Tell me what you're going to do. I want to stand okay. between them and reach for my dagger and just snarl at them. Okay, so technically you are now standing in front of Harold. Harold, you are behind Trouble. That means anyone trying to get to Harold is going to have to go through Trouble. Yep. Um, you are trying to um, snarl them, intimidate snarl, intimidate, them? intimidate them. Yeah. Uh, hmm. If there, if there's, if it's possible, I'd like to also, you know, kind of wait my reaction and see how they react to me. But I don't know if there's like. If I can do all that in my round, like hold off part of my. So action. let's let's first tell me how you're trying to kind of like get them to back off without escalating this any further. Um, well, escalating, uh, I might actually be escalating. <laughs> I might not. Tell me what you tell yeah. me what trouble does. I'm just trying to scare them. Um, I guess I so throw back my hood. Describe it. Okay. Okay. I, I, stand, I march up, I throw back my hood, um, letting my big round horns stand, stand out, which they naturally do. Um, I reach for my dagger and half pull it out. You know, not show them the whole thing, but let it be known that I'm willing to use it. But I might not. You know, it's it's half, half in, half out. And I snarl. And I got a bunch of nice okay. sharp teeth. So I'm just like... Argh. Okay. I will say, with that, which backgrounds do you have? Um, I have a plus three for being a sand. I'm not interested in pluses, just the okay. backgrounds. Okay, oh, sorry. Um, I have a criminal gang background and a veteran soldier background. Okay, do you want to use either of those? I mean, this is a bit metagaming if I use my soldier background, but since this is a Why? bar fight, um, yeah. I, I guess the, this is more of the criminal element coming into play. All right, so you're, you're you're using what you know about crooks and criminals to kind of deal with what you perceive to be thugs and criminals. Yep. Okay, roll a d20 and uh, add your uh, background. You are rolling against uh, Smiley's MD of 12 and Cracker's MD of 10. All right. Oh, 16 plus 3, 19. All right. Smiley rushes forward, right? He started to run forward, but the moment you step out in front of him, he kind of skids to a stop and he turns the blade of his knife away. And there's now kind of a standoff between you and Smiley as Cracker raises two of his hands to stop the two thugs behind him from walking in further, slightly confused as to who this horned figure with, you know, this marbled, fiery marbled skin is that is now standing between them and the farmer. 
because they have never seen someone like you before. Anything else you want to do or say before we move on? Um, now I'm, I'm, I'm holding my action. I will try to protect him if they move forward. I don't know if I have any action left after this, but that'll be it for now. Okay, very good. Look, Smiley says, as he kind of raises himself up a little bit on, on the balls of his feet, but there's no way he's actually going to be able to come eye to eye with you. So he's kind of looking up at your chin. You're definitely looking down at him. All I want is the farmer. And he's got to pay his taxes, but he's also got to pay for my friend's bloody nose there. So just get out of the way before we have any more trouble. <laughs> he doesn't move further. Sibley. So Sibley is still kind of shocked at what's unfolding from her lovely conversation with Lasanne uh, to this, what, what have these three gotten up to? Um, and she wants to negotiate with with the thugs, mm -hmm. try and try and sort it out through that means with her with her background. Okay, so you are right now at the back of the of the inn in one of the booths. Mm -hmm. That means you're going to be moving forward. Yeah. So, so okay. Sibley will be moving towards them. Is pricked up, kind of puts her cape back on a bit and goes right up to to the thugs to address okay. them. So you have the tiefling with a, a blade half out of its sheath, toe to toe with a short, scrawny man who definitely does look like he belongs in this town. And then in the door, there is the rather sizable man whose blood, uh, bloody nose you smelled, right? So you can see some blood kind of like still on his face. He hasn't properly cleaned it. And two regular, normally sized uh, men standing right behind him. So where do you move to in that kind of setting? Can I recognize who is like the main guy in charge? Is it the one who's opposite trouble? The small one, probably, because he's been doing all the talking. Mm. So I'll um, I'll stand next to Trouble on the same kind of like yeah, like facing facing um, the smaller one and the rest. Okay, so you're just going to stand there. Um, and then I'm going to um, use my kind of background growing up with aristocrats and, and politicians and try and negotiate. So I'll be like, hey, hey guys, let's calm down now. Okay. Um, I know this is all fuss about taxes, but but surely we can come to some arrangement. Surely, you know, in a, f in a few days time, it, is it really that big a deal? And then, you know, maybe we can give you a little extra and I'll, I'll, I'll show and flash one of these wooden, wooden rat sculptures from my bag. <laughs> Classic prize. <laughs> so, so, or more. All the tension in that moment, just, just kind of, for, for a second, both, well, Smiley just, just kind of looks at you as you, as you, as you lumber forward and, and then kind of have this little, like, you know, all calm down moment. And then 
out of nowhere produce not a weapon but the statue of this rat and you really like see his eyes just go wide and surprised like huh and he looks up at trouble trouble what's your response to this if, if any I, i'm staring at the rat also like what like who, where, did this, exactly. where did this lady come from she's bringing a rat to a knife fight mic drop right I'll say because of because of your attempt to to kind of diffuse the situation, Harold. Whatever you're going to do, is going to be slightly easier than it might have been a moment ago. You are up next. What do you want to do? Oh man, this is a tough one. <clears throat> I don't see any uh, benefit in fighting with these guys, but at the same time, they just said they were going to burn down my farm. So just to clarify, my wife and my son Travis are like off to bed somewhere in some other rooms. They're not in the bar, right? So they're not. No they're not in the common right? room. No. Nope. All right. Is there any weapons around? Do I know that Tampton Tolstar keeps a shield or a, a mate, uh, you know, a club behind the bar for trouble? He he might. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm basically thinking of staying quiet while things settle down and trying to get my hands on a weapon or trying to get out the back of the bar so that this whole thing whatever down, whatever you want to do so what do you want to do he, there might be a club or something there are bar stools that you might be able to pick up chairs um, I mean, there, there, there are, there are uh, tankards on the tables that are yet to be cleaned. Um, so it's, it's really up to you. What do you want to do? I think I'm assuming this is going to come to violence no matter what my nice friends say. I'm going to look for a weapon of some sort, uh, walk over to the bar, see if there's a... see, and uh, walk up to Tampton. Look him in the eye and look behind the bar and see if there's, if there's a club I can grab. Would yeah. I have known that? Would I have seen that anywhere in my 20 years living in this town that he has one? That's a good question. Um, Farmer background. But you don't technically live in the town, right? You just come yeah, come in once a in a while. Your farm is yeah. like a, a day out. But I'll say the times you've been there, you've you've seen he keeps, um, I'd say something like a baton behind, behind the bar just in case. Um, so you're you're going to walk over. Yeah, you're just going to looking, walk looking over him to the in bar. the eye. I'm just going to reach over and grab the baton. I don't know. So right, you're not up. next. To, you're not next to the bar, right? You're oh, standing okay. so behind. You're standing behind trouble. And the bar is further back in the. Oh, do I have to walk towards you, the? Thugs? The two of you were sitting at a table in the middle yeah. of the in the middle yeah. of the of the brittle flagon. Yeah. So you're going to walk over to the bar. Yeah, because that's on the side, right? I'm not. Uh, yeah, it's on the right side. Yeah. Okay. I'll just go walk to the bar and get a, a baton because I don't think this is going to end peacefully and I don't think any of my words are going to stop them. All right. So, so the moment you start walking there, Smiley snaps his fingers and points and Cracker moves to intercept you. The only way that you are going to be able to get to the bar is to get past Cracker. He has now put himself between you and the bar. Ah, so what case, do you want to do? I'll say, how about we just settle this, you and me together, for my debts, you and me. 
So, Let sorry, everybody you're, else stay out of it. You're challenging Cracker to a fight. Yeah, not really a duel, but a fight. Like, how about, how about we let all these nice folks go? We make an agreement for my debt? Just you and me. Okay. I'll say you know well enough what drives uh, Cracker and Smiley as yeah. the uh, regular enforcers of Greedy Gratis. Yeah. So why don't you tell me how exactly you're goading him outside of the challenge? What are you going to say to him to kind of get him to take the bait? Ah, yes, yes. Um, you don't want word getting around that an old farmer like me did that to your nose, do you? You and me together, if you win, yeah, I'll be in the, I'll be in the, I'll be in the wellness house for a while. Hopefully, if you let me live, I'll keep paying taxes. And everybody knows that you got the best of me. And if you don't, well, you're a big man. You believe okay. in yourself, right? Cracker just kind of kind of looks at you and just brings up one fist and just cracks all of his knuckles in one. Yeah. Then in the other. And he looks over at Smiley. And Smiley goes, Oi, it's not your money, it's the boss's money. Cracker looks looks down to you and says, Can't erase your debt, but you and me, whoever's standing at the end of it walks away. You can roll a uh, persuasion check on him. Okay. And I'm not quite sure what your, he means by that, but I'll What's take your it. charisma score? Uh, I have my a, one. Your charisma so score? My charisma is um, plus three with modifier level. Is that right? Okay, plus three. So Harold, you add your own uh, background okay. as a farmer, okay. right? Because you understand the dynamics here yeah. and Sibylle's charisma score okay. to that D20 roll. What does this mean, by the way, by walk away? Like whoever stands is in like we're done. He's done trying to burn down my farm. Or what does that mean that he uh, like we like it's settled between us, the personal. He'll, he'll leave the others alone like you requested. Okay. Is what you get from it. Okay. So it will just be you and him. Not quite sure I understand what's happening, but I'm going to go for it. Um... So he's... Yeah. Hang on. So yeah. he's saying I will. he will fight you and yeah. just the two of you, nobody else is going to fight. Yeah. I don't know okay. if this is a good what idea or not, but uh, 11 plus 3 for Sibel's bonus, plus 4 for the farmer... Uh, for my experiences, yeah, my time right. and reputation in this space, so it's 18. 18. You needed a 16 to properly goad him. Yeah. So you're on. Tupuk, is there anything you want to do? Um, so I'm staggering around, still half drunk with a puppet on one hand and a beer in the other, um, just saying, oh, that doesn't seem like a good idea. I think that old farmer's going to get his ass kicked. Oh. We should go outside and watch. <laughs> uh, as I grab another beer from an empty table and down it in one. Yeah. Right. As, you're, as you're saying that, Tam Ting Tulsar kind of leans over the bar and goes, I agree with the orc. Huh? Take it outside. Now, if you're going to be fighting, I don't want blood on my floor. Greenhaven. Uh, 
Alright, I think we should go outside then. And I'll start moving towards the door. Harold? Can I can I get my hands on that stick on the way out the door? I'll just uh, put out my hands to uh, to uh, Tompton on the way out the door and say, it's a deal, but do me a favor and uh, see if he hands me the baton. All right, he hands you the baton. Yay, okay, I'm not completely as he, as he hands you the baton, you, uh, you see Cracker look you up and down and go, right, that's how it's going to be. And he sticks his hands into his big pockets and out come two huge iron knuckle dusters one uh -oh. on each hand that's not good i'm in trouble so if you're if you're going to use a baton he's also got stuff in his pocket all right mm -hmm. so the two of you going outside what are the rest of you doing because you do not have to engage in this fight if you don't want to as um harold and cracker walk outside uh, the two thugs and Smiley in tow. Trouble. What are you going to do? I, I just put myself out there and he walks out the door to... I, I, I just say to Smiley, excuse me a minute, and I head out to follow them. Okay, anything else you want to do? You're not, you're not bound by the action economy at this point. Yeah. Um, you can talk to me if you want. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Um, you know what? I walk up to you and it's like, hey, I got something better than that stick there. Can, is, is our magic, uh, GM, no. can I share a magic weapon? Or is it like bound to me personally? It's bound to you per magic. Mm, magic no. only holds to you personally. <laughs> well, okay. it really needs a shield, but, uh, yeah. But it's still a knife. Right. Um... Would that be better than a baton here? I, I I think we're trying not to kill each other, or yeah. at least I'm trying not to kill him. So, but uh, <clears throat> you got a shield, I'd take it. But I don't think you've been carrying one of those on under your cloak. Nah, nah. Uh, I'll just watch if things get too yeah. messy. Take my yeah, pocket. pull them out. Do me a favor and pull them off before he breaks too many of my bones. But uh, I think it's the only way I'm going to keep my family safe and you guys out of jail. Yeah, look, if it's going to jail or letting you die a second time, as much as I don't want jail, you know, I think that's a price I'd, uh, I wouldn't even think about. Oh, Wait, thanks, what, sweetheart. What, what was that about what? a puppet? <laughs> you! <laughs> What's the puppet? Hey, I thought it I'll tap you to the shoulders like, well, you know what I you know what I can take. Pull him off before I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Sibley. Having more or less managed to to at least diffuse the situation slightly, is there anything you want to do as these two guys are now getting ready to kind of beat each other up outside of the bar in the middle of the night? Where it is, by the way, cold. And across the street, more or less, from the uh, brittle flagging in a whole bunch of um, workers are building up the booths and the market stalls throughout the night for the um, for the fair in the morning 
So it's not entirely abandoned. Um, as you can see, quite a bit of activity and noise on the outside there. Sibley. Uh, so Sibley is thinking that she's got to get up early in the morning to set up her stool in time for this fair. But also rolling her eyes at what has just happened, offering, as Trouble said, some support. And, uh, and um, yeah, so she's, she's kind of followed, followed the crowd outside to, to look at the fight. But um, kind of in the background, away from where it's taking place, uh, sets to cast a spell to help Harold in, in a bit of secret secrecy. So okay. Earth, Earth Strength, uh, which is a ranged spell attack. Okay, so uh, what does Earth Strength do, just so we all know? So one nearby ally you choose and one other random nearby ally. Both targets must be touching the ground. The effect depends on the target's status. Unstaggered targets, the target gains a bonus to its attacks and damage equal to your dex modifier until the target ends its turn staggered or until the end of the battle. That's a, a very fine gift. Wow. You know, Sibley would know that it would be unwise if any of these thugs noticed she were casting any sort of magic more powerful than lighting a candle or, you know, magical lighting in amongst the rafters. So any sort of expression of power would lead down a different path of trouble. Sibley would know that. Um, Tapuk, as you've stumbled outside and offered your puppet in aid, is there anything else? Um, if, I, if I see Sibley looking like she's going to do something mischievous, I will start drumming on my drum and and going like, come on everybody, everybody come on, this is going to be great, and trying to draw attention uh, towards uh, towards me rather than Sibley um, and uh, of course grabbing another drink if I can Okay, very good Harold Oh man, I'm feeling really Cracker. bad that I I, I broke everybody's great plans, but I didn't see there was a good plan that was going to keep us out of a fight. So. What plan? Okay, good. <laughs> By the way, all of you noticed that the patrons at the back of the bar have also kind of moved up to the um, to the to the door opening. Harold, can you just make a a, a wisdom roll, please? Yeah. So d twenty plus your wisdom modifier. Sure. Can I also ask? There's I had a half shield on my equipment somewhere. Is that like in the cart that's over by the tax office or? Well, the cart was taken away from you. So I'd assume your whatever gear you have is up in your room. Ah, shoot. Okay. So then I won't have access to it. Good. Mm, oh, a 19 on my wisdom. Uh, 19 plus three. So 22 if I get to add my wisdom. 22, yeah. Um, you noticed that the uh, the people um one of the persons at the at the door is josh who is one of the town's guard who answers to leodore ah so we have a witness from okay okay someone you've you've recognized but he doesn't seem to be set to intervene or do anything 
He's probably, when it comes to uh, Commander Leodore or Greedy Gratis, uh, Josh, Cracker, and Smiley are probably, you know, equally lieutenants in a way. Okay. Okay. So he's just seeing how this plays out. He's just looking, um, keeping an eye on it. And mumble something along the lines of, keep it fair, boys. Mm. What I really wish I I had a staff, but I don't think I have anything like that. Okay. You have a baton. Yeah, baton. That'll do. Good. I will say is a a D4 in damage. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right, Harold. Let me look up the unarmed rules, though, because the unarmed rules are... We don't have to look at any rules right now. So what we're what we're going to what we're going to do here is you have the highest initiative, Harold. Yeah. So the first move is yours. All right. Cracker is kind of has limbered up a little bit, knuckle dusters on his fists, and he's just kind of like standing there. This big he looms over you slightly. Um, but he seems ready for it. And right. he has good reason to want to get some revenge on you. What do you yeah. want to do? I don't think I can use reach tricks with just a baton. You're not going to let nope. me use that skill, right? All right. Uh, then I'm just going to go in. I'm really tempted just to take this baton off and just use our fists. It's up to you. You get to set the terms of the fight. You get first move. Yeah, so it's the baton does 1d4, or does d4. Mm-hmm. Plus whatever your strength modifier in this case. Yeah, actually, I say, all right, Cracker, you're right. Let's keep this gentlemanly, put the baton down. Uh, and uh, those, those things, those weapons he's got are scaring the crap out of me, basically. So does he put okay. us down? I don't know, you'll find out on his turn. And then? All right, then I'm just gonna. Well, okay, then if he's not. Wait. Well, I don't want to do anything till he puts it down, but if he doesn't, then. Okay, so you're waiting out the first round. He kind of, kind of looks at you and goes. Gives them both a kiss. Right, sticks I'll them put... back in his pockets. <laughs> so he's got and now these him. two just huge, huge fists hands. Yep. are now just there. Okay. Ready. Uh, and then we're just going to go for it. So um, that is a strength attack with a minus two penalty for unarmed. Let's see what we do. Oh, and do I get the bonus uh, from Sibel? No. No, she didn't cast her spell then. Okay. Oh, uh, wait. Um, good good question. Um, you cast your spell, Sibley. Yeah. So um, I need you to make a kind of like... Um, whether you're able to hide this. So um, do you have any kind of background that is going to help you be sneaky? Oh, um, She's a cat. She's sneaky. sneaky. Uh, being a cat, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then also wilderness is that a survival. Is... <laughs> is that a background? One of your backgrounds? No. You're, no, you're just but it's, it's a race. Um, yeah, wilderness no. survival is a is a druid feature and i feel like to survive maybe you need to you know be sneaky that's a bit of a stretch it's just going to be like a straight dexterity roll let's see if you're dexterous enough to hide is you only need to beat an 11. okay is it modifier plus level yeah 
Oh no. Uh oh. I rolled a two. Oh, a two. Oh boy. Plus three. So you um, you are lucky in a way that Tupuk is making so much noise, but you notice as you begin to cast, and you are still a student of this kind of magic and not really a uh, fully-fledged mage or druid at, at this moment, uh, you notice that if you were to push this, you probably could cast the spell, but everybody would notice what you're doing. Do you want to push through? Do you want to do it anyway or not? Um, I can't do anything else like hide behind a, you know, the the back of the inn or something. You have to, to walk and run around. Okay, I'll probably just, yeah, I'll, I'll probably just watch then. Sorry, okay. Harold. So Harold, <laughs> you don't fine. have that bonus. The spell That's doesn't good. take hold. All right. So then, in that case, the I rolled a eleven plus five is. 16, but unarmed is minus two, so that's uh, 13, no, 14 versus his armor class. Okay, that hits. Go ahead and roll okay. damage. And also with a natural, with a 11 and natural even, uh, natural odd roll, I use the carve an opening. So I'm going, 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 and also carving an opening, which increases my crit range. So roll damage. Yeah. Damage is one, two, D, three. Plus my strength bonus. Mm, that's one and two. That's three. Six damage. All right. Oof. And what is his crit? What is your crit range now? My crit range is now nineteen until I make a crit. Okay, very good. Immediately, as you're kind of like starting to box in, he just he just kind of takes it. He's not. He's he's just standing there. And um, that is going to be a 15 to hit. What is your... Oh, that definitely hits. My armor class is 11, I think, if I'm not wearing armor. All right, very good. And the moment you kind of of reach in and kind of like jab, jab, punch, this big fist just comes down on your your head. Bam! Trouble. You hear this slight crack. Um, and you take six points of uh, six points of damage. This guy hits hard. Okay. And he's not pulling punches. Okay, we're in trouble. All right, all right. Well, does he look good. like he's okay? Harold, what do you want to do? I can take it. I'm gonna just just moving around you at this moment. Yeah. He moves I'm quite well for such a big for such a big person. Head under him then, and. Uh... Attack again. Ooh, a four and uh, that's a seven. That's definitely a miss, I'm sure. Four, seven? That's seven total, yeah. It's 11 plus one on the escalation die because you. Uh, this is the second round, so you did find the uh, attack. Eight, yeah. So the escalation die went up. Okay. So that's 12. That Should hits. What's your damage? That's a, a hit. Is that, uh, is that with your minus two? No, no, no. It's um, it's seven. It's I rolled a four plus five for my strength minus two. Okay, seven. So plus one. So seven plus that. plus one is eight. Oh, that misses. Yeah. Exactly. So you were just just kind of like leaning in there and, and trying to get to him. Yeah. And at the same time, he rolls a fifteen. But also that seven is going to trigger my natural uh, my heavy blows for next time I hit him. So. All right. Very good. Uh, he rolls a fifteen. A fifteen. That definitely hits. All right, so as you're kind of like just, just punching into him, 
um, but not really landing any punch. An uppercut comes straight up the jaw. You Ooh, take another okay. six points of damage. Okay. Oh, uh, come on. This isn't sporty. Uh, <laughs> Show like, me what you got, old man. Let me ask this question. You, My heavy blows, I gain a bonus to my miss damage with that attack equal to the escalation die. So actually, he would have taken one. Okay, one, one, point, one point of damage. Um, because there's no miss damage normally for a, uh Hang on a second. I need a moment. In the meantime, looking at this, trouble. What's going through your mind? I'm. I'm. How, how bad does Harold look right now? I mean, he's taken a couple of hits, but is he. He's down 12 hit points. Harold, how bad do you look? <laughs> Uh, not great. I haven't used a recovery roll yet, but we'll see how that goes. I mean, are you staggered? Uh, staggered is half, right? Half, yeah. No, not staggered. Not staggered. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's not that bad. All right, I'm I'm standing at the ready, but uh, you know, maybe I shout out some <laughs> encouragement. You know, yeah. it's just like the good old yeah. days. <laughs> All right, uh, Sibley. I'm, I'm uh, losing just like the good old days. <laughs> As you're, as you're watching this, what else do you what what else do you want to do? Yeah, so uh, Sibley is having a bit of guilt right now for not helping Harold, but um, you know, a fair fight's a fair fight in some respects. So um, she she's at this moment in time has has gone over to Topuk and is also joining in with the music and uh, the words of encouragement. Come on, I'm rooting for him. All right, Tupuk, what are what are you doing at this point? So I, I, I have a, a skill called Battle Chant where I can trigger one of my songs without actually doing a melee attack. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering how obvious that would be while I'm already playing the drum if I just nope. called out some vocals and offered some do vocal you, assistance. Do you have any skill that might help you with you no? Know, Hiding, your, hiding, hiding what you're what you're doing, like your flourishes and stuff. I don't know. Only being a traveling performer and you know, having to throw right. my voice during uh, these kind of things to try. And so a D twenty plus your traveling performer. Okay. Is it at an advantage because maybe I'm helping and singing no. over it? No. No. Okay. If you're it's singing a, over against, it against it's an eleven. It might be a disadvantage. I don't know. <laughs> And 11. Oh, you need to beat uh, an 11. Oh, I got uh, 14 plus uh, 4, so right. it's 18. Tell us what happens to Harold as he hears so, your, your voice. So I'm drumming away, drumming away, and, and then I start to say, come on, come on, old guy, who I can't remember your name because I've had too many drinks. Just pull it together. Come on, pull it together. You got this. And um, what happens? You can use a recovery die and add... Mm -hmm. Uh, escalation dies at two yep. or three. Uh, it's still at one still because at we're at the bottom oh, of the okay. first round. Oh, still at one. Then one d. So escalation. So you get a recovery die plus one d four healing. It's wow. a free use, right? Not free an action. Use. It's a free use. Free use. Okay. One recovery. So that's thirteen, sixteen. That it heals me up fully. Thank you. Wow. Motivational speaking is my yes. With Ooh. that, Harold, we're back at the top of the round. The escalation die goes up to two. What do you want to do? All right, I'm going to just uh, swing again from underneath. Uh, the escalation die at two. Huh? What I really need is some armor, but... Oh, no! 
six. Doesn't sound good. Uh, oh, it's an 11. So six plus five, three plus two is an 11. Does that hit armor class 11? Is he unarmored? No, six plus, sorry. Um, six plus five total with the escalation die and the my strength bonus is 11. Okay, and then did you take off the two? Yeah, that's already with the two off. So it's 11? Yeah. I'm sorry, you just missed, you needed 12. Oh, you needed 12. That's a 17. Bam! Uh, oh wait, six he does, points of damage. He does, take, he does take two damage from that. He does take two damage, and you take six points of damage. Uh, okay. Uh, I'd like you to stay down, old man. <laughs> oh, I'm going to start trying to get... I'm going to start shouting stuff to rally people against the tax people. Actually, like, as I go, I'm like, you tax... you. Yeah, uh, you taxmen can't keep the farmers down and just go back at him. Okay, uh, go ahead. I, roll, uh, I think other people might have turned in. No, no, roll your, your, roll your attack. Okay. Ooh, okay, that's better. Um, that would be, are we still on, are we on the next round yet? Yeah, this would be uh, plus three. All right, so that is 10, 13, 16. 16 hits. All right. Finally. Yeah, finally. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> That's a bit embarrassing. And that would be ooh, five, eight damage. All right. Uh, eight damage. Nice. And that was a natural even roll. I don't have my shield, so I can't do that. Nah, darn. I really want my shield. But done. Right. Naturally, you... that's uh, eight damage. As you're kind of as this is worn on, I mean, it's 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 quite physical for the people yeah. for the people looking on. It's not like they're standing still and just boxing at each other. Yeah. They're actually moving around each other. Harold's breaking a sweat. Cracker is also like you know these swinging these big arms and taking these big kind of steps to the side and these punches to the gut. He's, he's starting to look look quite hurt. But then that that final punch there that Harold just throws out right across right from the bottom right right across his jaw his head just kind of snaps back and you just see this spray in the in the the the, the, the silvery light of the night you can't see that the red of the blood but you know that it's blood and spit that just like splatters off in the distance before his his head snaps back and he retaliates immediately with a 17 to hit oh that also hits definitely right as it seems that he's going to hit you. Yeah. He actually grabs you. Uh-oh. And he's going to try to push you down onto your knees. So it's going to be a contested strength roll. Uh-oh, that's not good. Okay. So let's go. He's grabbed you with two hands uh, by your collar. 17. I rolled a one natural one. All right. Not only, not only do you do you go down, but you lose the initiative on this fourth round. So this round, Cracker gets to go first, mm. and because he's grappled you and pushed you down, mm-hmm. he's going to do double damage if he hits. Mm. Oh boy! Which is going to be a thirteen to hit. Yeah, that hits because I have no armor or anything. Uh, 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 12 points of damage as this huge knee just kind of your 
You feel his big hands go up around your head. You know, like you'd imagine the mountain from Game of Thrones, just kind uh -huh. of like grab your head and then the knee comes up and you all hear this like crunch and just And then as his knee comes away, like Harold's nose and face, like his nose is like scorched for a moment. And there's now this, like he's, his nose definitely broken. Um, oh, does this look Harold. serious? Yes, this looks very serious. This looks serious. <laughs> but it's it's a it's a they're they're he's doing it all by the rules, unarmed. They're just having a go at each other. Yeah. It's Is a it bar staggered fight. serious? It's are you uh, staggered? You took twelve points of, of damage. Yeah, I'm I'm only I'm down eighteen out of forty four, so I'm not staggered yet. Thanks to the wonderful spell from Tobuk, uh that I don't know what happened, but um Okay, it is your turn because you lost uh, him. You're now second. The escalation dies at plus four. I, I shout out encouragement. Maybe that'll help. Okay. You know, get him. Uh, get him like first you of got all, I'm Cam. Use a... Yeah, Cam. Okay, that this is my um, first. I'm going to use a quick action to uh, use my recovery because I can do that as a fighter. I can use a quick action for okay. uh, that is my your first recovery. One use of a recovery in this yeah. combat. Yeah. 15, <laughs> back up at full again. I'm assuming he also has recoveries though, so we'll see how this goes. Um, oh, that's one recovery. Did, did Topo's spell cost me a recovery? It costs also? you a recovery, but the use of it is free. Yep. So you're down at seven recoveries now, yep. okay? And, and then- I am going to, uh, if I stay underneath him, am I- uh, so you I are technically grappled, so for you so to be able to get away damage. from him, you need to you need to really like break away from him, which is an action. Yeah, and that would be a strength, a contested strength roll to throw him off somehow. Mm -hmm. Versus just attacking him. Um You see a smiley at this point, Gord. Yeah. I think it's better for me to make the attack from underneath uh, and not try to break out of the grapple. I'm just going to start doing damage against his kidneys, any weak spots that I can see. Oh, that's definitely going to be a miss. Five, Plus four. nine. It's a miss, but my crit range just goes up one more. So even with the plus four. Yeah, because I rolled a three. Three. Minus two oh. plus, oh my God. Okay, yeah. uh, very good. Well, so look, let me do the math again, sorry. Three, three is six. Yeah, it's 10. I'm doing really terribly. All right, very good. Um, escalation die goes up to five. Okay. Harold, top yeah. of the initiative. It's your turn again. What do you want to do? Ah, now I'm gonna go punching for that kidney. Oh, um, I'm gonna go punching for that kidney again. <laughs> oh, really? I rolled a two. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. And with the escalation die, I still miss, but he does take, actually, I with a, with my heavy blows, I get a bonus to my miss damage equal to the escalation die. So he does take five in his kidneys. So he Plus. took four last time as well? No, because I didn't get the natural even roll. So, yeah. So I'm like, you're never going to keep the farmer down. No. Gold Meadow needs its farmers more than its taxmen. You've apparently and, uh, done something to him because this is the first time that he kind of like 
he, he lets you go, he pushes you away, and he kind of like tries to punch down at you as he as he shoves you off. But he misses. Oh, finally, finally he misses me. <laughs> Your turn. Before the next round, is, yeah. there, is, there a, is there something that we can do? So we're all standing do, around does he, watching. Does he, look, does he look like he needs help? Do you, you want to rile me? up the crowd or something just, like that? I just, uh... just want to cause trouble. <laughs> okay. Trouble, is do there it, anything you, you want. want to do at this at the start of this next round? Yeah, he, well, he, he looks like he's standing. I'm not going to interrupt until it gets really serious. But the minute it does... The minute it does... Yeah. Cracker looks like he's about to about to fall over. Uh, Sibley, what do you want to do? I'm still chanting along with uh, Topuk, kind of ruining the song that's happening right now, but trying to be encouraging somewhat. Topuk? Um, I wanted to throw my voice uh, to make it sound like Cracker. Oh, no, it wasn't Cracker. Smiley? Smiley. Smiley, yeah. Uh, you know, to, to make it sound like Smiley says... Oh, that farmer's embarrassing you. <laughs> <laughs> have a... That could have that could have two effects. So I will let you do it. That could either throw him off, but that could also enrage him further. Yeah, I'll go for it. All right, yeah. you are going to you're going to um, throwing your voice is what a cantrip. It's a cantrip, yeah. All right, so. um, that is going to be an attack against his mental defenses, which are ten. Okay, and do, what do I add? The twenty, and I guess it's uh, charisma is your spell constant. Uh, it's an eighteen. So. It's an eighteen. Wow. All right. So yeah, I, I throw the. Throw my voice and say, "Oh, that farmer's embarrassing you." All right, Harold. You suddenly see <laughs> Cracker's eyes go wild, red, oh. and he just goes, <laughs> "Great!" Didn't work out. You succeeded in in getting to him. It didn't work out the way you expected it to. Harold, it's your turn. Top Do of the I still initiative. have the... Um, okay, let's Plus see if six. I could, let's see if I can roll a hit because most of my damage has been... Okay, there's one, six. Go most for of it. my damage has been through like miss attacks. <gasps> Natural 20. <gasps> All right. We can skip over all of the damage rolls here. Yeah. Harold. Can I just say he's charging in and I just... Pull it. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Might or mercy? Mercy. That was the agreement. So tell us what you do. Um, I'm going to wait for him to come charging in because uh, I can see how angry it is. I'm going to kind of pause with that natural 20 state of the crowd. Folks, this is how you deal with an enraged bull of attacks, man. Just let him come in. I just give him a good, um, yeah, actually, I'm going to let him come in, uh, step to the side as he goes by and plant his face into the ground and just kick him in the ribs uh, once to knock him, or kick him in the back of the head once to knock him out. Hardcore. All right. Yeah. He goes out for a moment. 
You all watch as Harold, su with surprising grace and what might look like some studied technique, sidesteps an oncoming attack and just finishes his opponent with a with a with a heel to the back of his head as Cracker's somewhat huge body like a whale washed up on shore just kind of like plops up there one leg up arms sprawled and you see smiley kind of like hand on knife looking around the other thugs going wait what just that wasn't I'll definitely what, be surprised This is a very tense moment because this is the moment where either it escalates into a full-on brawl or it ends. So Harold, what do you do? Let's start with you. Well, I don't you're bloody. Your knuckles are. Your knuckles are. Your knuckles are scratched and scathed. You're bruised. You're hurting, even though you yeah. recovered a couple of times. You are definitely going to suffer for this for a couple of days oh, what yeah. do you want to do oh yeah i'll sort of uh with my kind of wipe the blood off nod at topok say give him a thanks for having my back and turn towards smiley and say so smiley can we talk about a payment plan on the rest of that debt now smiley uh, looks looks at you and looks at his crony he's lying there he's slowly kind of coming around the other two thugs have rushed over and kind of sat him up straight and he's just kind of drowsy um but coming to looks at you and says deal was you walked tonight greenhaven but we'll be coming for you oh you're gonna come from my farm after that Oh, we'll be coming for your farm. Uh... You owe gratis 400 gold pieces. And since you missed the deadline by sunup, I'm guessing it's going to be 100 gold pieces a day that you're late. Game Master, that wasn't quite the deal was it the deal was that they were going to take the gold from my son's farm if i didn't they're also going to be collecting from travis's farm yeah mm. but you're still late all right well maybe the deal's changed you don't know yeah, yeah maybe, maybe the deal's you do change. Know. how do yeah i guess this is probably not the They don't. I'm not sure what to do here. I'm pretty beat up. Um, my nose is uh, bleeding all over the place. Uh, I'll let somebody else take an action while I think about if I want to do anything next. You've all witnessed this and overheard this. Um, this book stops playing. Let the silence brush over people. And uh, he's seen this guard that uh, that came out earlier and said, let's keep it friendly. Mm -hmm. Just turn to him and say, is this normal for your town? I will be... I just need to know for for the stories later when I when I go to the next village and I 
speak of this town, I, I want to be able to accurately reflect how your town is run. He's kind of standing like in the doorpost, just leaning there, you know, one foot up against it, tankard in hand. Um, his buddy standing across from him and finishes whatever drink he's having. Seemed like a fair fight to me. Oi, smiley, cracker. Fun's over. Take it home. Take it up with gratis if you got a problem with it. Hear me? And then he turns to the book. Two guys had a disagreement. Looks like they solved it. Yeah, seems fine. Mm. I realize I, I've run out of beer, so I wander back into the tavern to see if there's any beer oh, left on any of the tables. We're closed! Uh, uh, I, I, have a, I have a room here, and you owe me money. <laughs> all right so we'll where the hell with... are we going to get 400 gold before we'll the we'll, we'll oh, deal man. we'll deal with that inside in 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 a second uh you getting paid because you've just asked to get paid sibley is there anything you want to do um i uh look at this in a bit of astonishment at how much taxes are in Gold Meadows. I can't quite believe it compared to Maldegali, which is quite a small town in comparison. Um, but I'm, I'm also keeping one eye in the background of, of the stores opening up and and all the commotion happening there. So I'm kind of, I'm eager to, to for things to kind of like wrap up here. Um, and so I kind of, I'm on standby to step in with Harold if, if he needs me, um, just to kind of, move things along looks like Harold could use a hand getting back up to his room maybe yeah I mean I, I rushed him right away all right now like yo you okay buddy oh I haven't we done can that in a long in. time <laughs> thanks yeah, for so. having my back man uh, I think thought he was gonna kill me for a minute but uh, it's good to have you around makes me feel a little bit uh, braver but maybe not in a smart way you say as you're hanging in between trouble and civilly yeah. kind of being being walked back into the brittle flagging. The sun is gonna kill me. Where are we gonna get the money? Oh man. Oh. Well we owed the money anyway. At least we get an extra couple days by getting that guy off our back. We'll sort it out. Don't worry. <sighs> Just you focus on getting better. Thanks. Nice to meet you again, Sibel. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you should you should take your you should take your rats to the cracked rat skull inn. I talked you up to them. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'll do that. Take a mental note. Cracked the rat's cracked skull. Uh, no, I dive. I'm just too beaten up to remember the name of it. That's all right. To book inside of the brittle flagon inn. You have stumbled over to the bar and have engaged Tamting Tulsar in a discussion of wages. Right! So that's 10 gold pieces, and he kind of like puts out 10 gold pieces on the bar. Minus the room. Minus the ale. These were gifts from my admiring fans. How how dare you, Eight. 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 
a gold. You had a lot of beer, son. Okay. okay. How much is left? Eight. Take it for now, but just know I'm a much better bard than your usual one. Just saying. <laughs> I rock the of... show. I rock the show. He just shakes his head. Just says, I'll see you tomorrow. And just starts getting on with the cleaning up of the mess. I'll help him clean up. If there's any oh. glasses that are there that have alcohol in them, I will finish them <laughs> on the way to the stairs. <laughs> Which you find. And um, you find yourself somewhat stuck behind trouble and Sibley dragging a beaten-up Harold up the stairs to his quarters. Montage time to wrap up the evening. Trouble. Set up a situation and a problem for the other player, for another player to solve as you're walking up the stairs to uh, whatever room you're going to sleep in tonight. The room I'm going to or... or I don't know if you have a room here, so you're bringing Harold Harold up. I don't know where you're going to sleep. But um, please, tell us what you're doing and then set up a problem for another player to solve. Okay, well, Harold wasn't planning on sleeping here. Um, so, yeah, I was... Um, I was staying at the inn because I'm staying somewhere. Um, so I, 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 I do bring Harold to my room, I guess. And there he is, bleeding all over the sheets. And now I realize there's nowhere for me to sleep. But uh, how do I turn this into someone else's problem? That's a terrible montage. I know. <laughs> Just create a problem for yourself. Trouble has created this wonderful problem for himself mm. uh, that, Harold, you are now oh. on his bed. Okay. okay. So, Harold, what are you going to do? Me or Top? I thought you were Harold. Top. Harold, uh, you're on um, the bed. Let's see. Was Lasana and Travis staying in this inn, or? Yeah, you have a paid for a room and breakfast and everything. Yeah, I think it's better, uh, but I, I don't know how to get out of here and cause trouble for another player at the same time. Let's see. Um, hmm. So, okay, I'm guessing then Trouble just curls up on the floor to sleep because I'm in his bed. I wake up about half an hour later and I um, stumble past him to get out the door to go to my room. I can't remember what room my, I'm in and then I go in and I open probably the door to Topok's room and just fall asleep on Topok's floor and leave the door open. <laughs> Because I, I, I don't remember just, which, which room I just my wife came into your room just as you were about to, you know, get to that point where you're really asleep. The door open and opens, and you hear this. So, um, in the darkness, mm -hmm. to put rolls over, um, takes what they laughingly call a pillow in this place and uh, throws it at the, the snoring sound on the floor and, uh, and says, Grandfather, if you're going to come in late and snore in my room, 
at least do it quietly, and then rolls back over and goes back to sleep. Simply, where are you sleeping? I have no idea at this point where I have the montage. I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that. Um, As all of this I'm was also, happening, yeah. What were you doing? <laughs> I, I was also in Trouble's room, uh, helping Harold, Harold uh, lift Harold the bed um he's got blood all over the sheets and everything um and i'm there's an armchair in the corner so i've just decided to um sleep there uh, a bit disgruntled because um the artisans market provides premium quarters for uh, those who have stalls uh, which i've let let go but um yeah wanted to keep an eye on harold oh so you were in trouble's room on the chair yeah so you noticed Harold. Like. You noticed Harold walk out, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Oh, if you Brilliant. wanted to, you could get me to my room and then get me in trouble with my wife. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are just letting me sleep on the floor, like you're not in my room. I just like, oh, let's not wake him. Oh, I thought you were in bed with him. No, I'm on the floor. Oh. Just leave him. He's got okay. elbows everywhere. I'm not. I'll send around a page number that explains how montages work. <laughs> so, it is dawn in Gold Meadows. The dawn singer has sang its song and the orange-red fiery light of the ribbon that illumines the world passes over once again. And a lot has happened since each of you arrived in this town yesterday morning. Trouble. As you wake up, you have a strange pain in your neck and back, probably from having slept on a surface that is slightly too hard and too uneven. And the first thing that goes through your mind as you, as you kind of like wake up is, why am I on the floor? And the second thing that goes through your mind is, Hang on, I've never heard of the governor collecting taxes this far away from the heart of the empire. You're awake, Trouble. What do you want to do? I am, and I'm achy, and I don't know why I just didn't drag Harold to his own room. Uh, goodness gracious. Where is Harold? Oh, I see he left his bloody mess all over my stuff, um, but he's not here. I'm going to go look for him and ask him. You see a trail of blood kind of find its way out of the room. You also notice Catwoman sleeping on the chair over there. Yeah. Sound asleep. She hasn't woken up yet. I, I don't notice. It is still first. very early. Yeah. It's like I turn around looking for her. I'm like, oh, God. Uh, I never even caught this cat or rat lady's name. Um, rat lady? You're asleep. <laughs> well, you're trying to sell rats everywhere. Damn, yeah. <laughs> um, I just hope that doesn't become your name from now on. I'm softly purring in my sleep as well. Uh, <laughs> I, I tiptoe at him. My my room where I had to sleep on the floor. I'm, I'm following the blood trail. Okay, 
the blood trail leads to a pair of boots that are still in the hallway, which are attached to the body of Harold, who is lying face first on the floor, snoring with a pillow kind of half on his head um, and, and half on the floor there. Okay, so he's okay. But if he looks like he's gonna sleep on the floor anyway, I could have had my bed. Um, oh, there's the puppet guy with the wyverns. Okay, I have a lot of things on my mind right now. <laughs> uh, there's there's the wyverns, um, and there's the wyvern guy, I, the, the, the puppet orc. I can ask him. Um, but I also do want to find out more about these taxes. Uh, hey, Harold, you okay, buddy? Or do you need to sleep uh, it off? Uh, I wake up. Uh, trouble! Did 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 Cam find me? What happened? Oh, what are you doing here? Ah! Yeah. I kind of look around in a panic for a minute as I try to figure out where I am, why trouble's here, why I almost have, why I have a bashed up face, and then it all comes back to me. Ah! Uh oh, you know the pillow usually goes. Why is under why your... is Topok in my wife's bed? Wait. Oh shit! I didn't get home last night. Oh, the sun is gonna be pissed. Uh, sorry. What was that trouble? Uh, hi, hi. Good morning. Yeah. What was your question? I, I just the pillow. It usually goes under the head. You're wearing it backwards. I did not sleep yeah. well last night. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to the countryside, Trouble. Let's just we do things differently here. <laughs> <laughs> um, did everybody survive last night? Uh, unfortunately, that uh, that thug did. Uh, it's better that way, unfortunately. Uh, who, I hope... How many people saw what happened? Oh, there was a lot. There was a lot. There was the guards. There was all the workers setting up their stalls for today. Uh, they're out of towners. Okay. I just need to let this die die down a little bit. I don't know. This uh, the bard here is uh, mentioned. He's going to start telling stories about this all around the other villages. Uh, as long as he does this far away, <laughs> I better go get. I better go say hi to my wife. Okay, so we got to tell my wife that yes, the tax folk came looking and I took a beating in order to just keep the keep a hold on the farm for a few more days to give us to find some money. So to book, just make a constitution save, please. Oof. A constitution roll. Hard save. 16 plus. Oh, uh, with my mod. Yeah, not your level, just your modifier. Uh, four. I, I'm guessing I, I immediately puke on my own bed. <laughs> That's another gold coin. <laughs> I'm, I'm built for speed. I'm not built for longevity. Sorry. Oh, oh. Uh, wait a minute. You're not my. You're not Bansur. Where was my grandfather? He came in last night. I heard him snoring like an like an oxen. As I wipe my face a little bit. <laughs> 
No sign, no sign of your grandfather in this oh. room. His duffel bag is there, um, but nope, mm. he's not here. Okay, can can you clear up the blood on the floor? Go uh, to... No, will do that. I gotta go find my wife. Oh. Tapuk, as you realize your grandfather is not there, you also realize that that is incredibly out of character, as he did book this room for both you and him. Yeah, but staying. But I have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And you have the sense. Just a, a slight sense of urgency that you do need to find him or find out where he is. Okay, I, I will wipe myself off and, and grab my uh, my equipment um, and and just tell Harold in trouble. Just lock the door on your way out and, and just start heading downstairs to talk to the staff. Okay, very good, Sibley. So Sibley kind of startles and she wakes up and she's just been dreaming about this epic rap battle between Topuk and Solidus for the for the whole night. And then um, she kind of like springs up and then looks at the clock and she's like, oh my God, I'm late. And so she sprints out, doesn't change or anything, just grabs her bag of, of the, rat, the rat statues and, and rushes down um, out onto the square. To, to set up the stall as quickly so as possible. What Sibley would know to be a rock, a clock, is actually a very interesting contraption. It's it's a sphere that is filled with sand. And sand seems to be running from the top of it down into the bottom. And by the color of the sand, you're able to tell whether it's dawn, midday, or dusk because it reflects the amount of light that is outside. And you can see the color of the sand is actually the color of the orange-red of dawn. And it's one of those contraptions, nobody really knows how it works. Um, and they're very quite rare, but this inn seems to have one on the wall that will automatically turn when all the sand is gone from top to bottom. And then restart this cycle again. Ah, fancy. Fancy contraption. And she can tell it's late. Well, she's late from that. From that. What is she late for? Um, the, the, the market opens um, uh, already and, and she's not down in her stall at that point. So, so what does she do? So she, she rushes out of the inn as quickly as possible, grabbing all of her things. And um, even though there's there's a lot of stalls set up, she she tries to pick one of the one of the further out ones, but maybe on the corner, so it's got a bit more maybe a bit more foot traffic and then and then rushes to to lay out her cloth and uh, put all her her ornaments and treasures um, for display for, for passers by. All right. Um, where were you keeping those ornaments and uh, treasures? Um, in the bag where I have all my other my rat statues that I've been so, promoting. So you've all noticed Sibley has been walking around with this huge kind of bag that just kind of like you know sags a bit and apparently is 
filled to the brim with her trade wares, which is a unique way to travel for any for any merchant, but she pulls it off with grace. Um, Sibley, to help you understand the layout here, the Gold Meadows Market is, if you were to fly or turn into an owl and fly over it, it's basically three concentric circles. So three circular paths um, that are quartered by four kind of like inways that cut right across to the heart of the market. So you've got three concentric circles and then four roads that lead kind of like into to the heart of the market. Um, at the heart of that uh, market square stands a fountain with benches um, set up around it for people to sit down and look out into the market. Um, and those roads, three of those inroads, actually lead through the three, two to three main gates of the town. The fourth one would lead up to uh, Bonebreaker Manor, where Olana Bonebreaker um, has, her, has her home. But that's a bit further away up on a rise. Um, everything in Gold Meadows, including the market, does kind of sit in the, in the shadow of this huge opulent manor, which is oddly contrasted to the sometimes rundown, sometimes shabby, and sometimes ill-kept both buildings and people that seem to live and work around here in this town. The, the, the Bonebreaker Keep or the Bonebreaker Manor is impeccable. And you have a stall somewhere in that maze of concentric circles and paths. Yes, and um, observing this manner, I'm thinking to myself, oh, that's where all the tax money goes. Interesting. As you're as you're thinking that, um, you you also look around and you uh, notice that um, right across from the brittle flagon, so where you came out across the market. There seems to be a construction site um, right there. And that construction site is quite odd because it seems like a building has collapsed in on itself over there. Um, and let me just grab Recently? the notes here. Uh, it does look very recent. Um, you see that half of a warehouse seems to have collapsed and were you to have kind of walked by there which you might have as you were scouting for the best stall that you wanted to claim as your own you'd have seen that it uh, it fell into a sinkhole and there are a whole bunch of um flowers and, and little mementos kind of stacked up where the rubble is as if um people are trying to remember or honor someone's memory there it is literally a gaping wound on the market, which is kind of surrounded by okayish looking buildings. Um, and from the street level, when you look down into the sinkhole, you can peer into the cellar, but they are very busy kind of erecting a canvas wall to keep peeping toms from looking in for some reason. The people who are erecting that um, that wall are in, in some way resemble the four characters that you've um, 
had a run-in or Harold had a run-in last night. They dress and look the same. Mm, and that's within the sinkhole? It's around the sinkhole. So they're oh, okay. kind of setting off the, the, the building. Trying to hide or obscure the, um, the damage from the public's eye for the Titan's Tith Fair, maybe. Mm, okay. Yeah. It's right across from the Brittle Flagon. Was that sinkhole there yesterday? Yeah, it was. Okay, thanks. I guess it was dark. <laughs> Harold, you're having a hard time remembering things this morning. <laughs> you hit that guy so hard last night that it caused the sinkhole. Yeah. <laughs> I was just kind of wondering, weird. I was like, how did none of us know there was a sinkhole yesterday? <laughs> you know the things on okay, our minds. Got it. Yeah, exactly. Ghosts from the past. Okay, Sibley, anything else you want to do as you set up your booth for the day? Um, yeah, Sibley just tries to rush rush around and, and set out all her ornaments for display. Um, Realises that there's blood on her her cape as well from, from carrying Harold, so, so quickly changes out of that and, and tries to brush away her fur to get out some of the, the blood from her, her, her face and ears um, and look presentable for for the show. For the All right, as you are setting up for the Titan, Titan's Tith Fair and you've set up your booth and your rats and, and all the other things that you want to put on display there, um, it is the crowd has not yet arrived for the day, um, but there is a happy, busy drum of, of merchants and people. There's a lovely... Uh, old lady um, with um, with you know gray hair. She she kind of looks like she's perpetually trying to pick up something from the from the floor as she shuffles about, um, and she's laid out kind of all of these little pillows and things that she's that she's uh, is it crocheted or knitted together um, with um, with wool woolens from. Um, for which the Nobeck Valley is is known, right? The beautiful wool that comes out of Shearville from these wonderful sheep and goats that that roam the valleys, the valley proper. Um, and she's wonderful artwork there. She says, oh dear, such lovely little ah! statues you make, darling. I, I'll come back later, yes. And kind of continues on with what she's doing. Um, a, a somewhat, uh, and there's all of these kinds of kinds of characters around, like all small, smaller merchants. But at one point, um, someone does walk past who, um, who, who you just notice. You can't not notice this person. He is human, and he is skinny, and he strides across the market. Um, he has white hair. Um, that is long but tied to the back neatly in a braid um, and bright orange eyes set in this pale face above a black trench coat um, and on his face are two tattoos a crescent moon beneath his left eye and a jester's hat beneath his right eye yes yes readings later today at the heart of the market ladies and gentlemen 
if you're interested in your fortune, I can help you see it. Free readings only today for everything else. You can come to my wonderful, amazing little store or abode just off the market, right around the sinkhole. You can't miss it. Black hearts, baubles, and more. Don't fall off the edge on your way there. Or maybe you should, because fate ordained it. And he kind of tosses a little pamphlet onto your wares and onto the old lady's wares and everywhere as he walks around there. Anything else you want to do this morning at the market, Sylvia? Otherwise, we're going to move on. Um, uh, I'll, I'll probably have some conversations with passers-by, but yeah, let's, um, I'll, I'll wait for, for the next round for that, I think. All right. So Very, good. Town. Very good. Harold, you have been roused. It, it is a bit later on into, into the morning, and you do realize that you are in trouble, right? I mean, oh, yeah. you owe 400 gold pieces of, of taxes. Um, Smiley has threatened you. You've gotten into a fight with Gratis's enforcer. Um, and even though you won, and like you, you got to walk away from that fight, you have the feeling that this isn't, this isn't completely over yet. Yeah, um, I totally get it. Lisan um, finds you. Mm-hmm. Um, after after a little bit, and she's immediately concerned. Oh dear, darling! Oh, come here! No. And she kind of starts to do the thing where she she kind of like gets a bit of alcohol and kind of like okay. you know cleans the wound and kind of starts okay. to dress and take take care of you. No, no, yeah. sit down. Don't move. I'm not done. I'll be it will okay. be done in a moment. I said, okay. don't move, Harold. You can explain this after. Okay, I've seen you. Yes. So, yes, dear. Takes a few minutes, but she kind of uh, chatters to herself, not really expecting an answer from you. She's kind of like fretting over you for a good 15, 15 minutes. Oh, this might need stitches. And she kind of pokes the, the bruise on your chest. Uh, does that hurt? Does not it? Not at all. Uh, nope. It should, and she pushes a bit harder. What, oh, maybe. what are you thinking? Maybe. What oh. happened? Yes, it hurts. Uh, I was sitting downstairs talking to our visiting, the folks visiting our town, and the uh, the tax collectors came in looking for trouble. Uh, looking for us, For your new friend. The money. Well, for me, right? But we isn't his still name trouble? You keep calling him trouble. No, no, they came looking for. Well, sorry, they came looking for trouble. Yes, uh, nickname trouble. It's, don't ask me where it came from. I don't know. But um, the tax folks came in looking for a fight. Pretty mad. Things were getting uh, things were getting bad, and uh, they mentioned that they were going to burn our farm down. So I didn't really have a lot of options. I just let them beat the crap out of me as a way to kind of calm down a bit get it out of their systems and now we still need to find 400 gold somewhere but uh and maybe move uh move our valuables off the farm in case they do come for it 
I'm a little stuck, Lizana. I don't know where the hell we're going to get this money, and I don't know how we're going to keep Travis and the others safe. But we'll, uh, we'll figure it out, darling. Yeah. We always do. I know. I know. We will. We always do. Indeed. I think you're right. They were pretty mad at me for speaking out, for, ta for talking up, uh, but you know. Is that the only thing that happened last night, Harold? Well, what do you mean? Were they just angry because you were being you? You stubborn oaf. I was being me. Things didn't go well. I figure uh, a one-on-one -on -one fight was the best way to de-escalate it instead of them coming to burn down the farm and arrest everybody in the bar, including you. Don't know if it'll work, but gives us another couple days to sort things out. Um, maybe Game Master, can I ask a question about who we know in this town? Like, I don't think either, any of us have, uh, Lizana or I have connections to Leodor or Morris to actually go plead a case or make an argument for tax. Well, you know, you, you could, but taxes are greedy gratises to make yeah, finance, we don't, right? And um, we don't have any favors or friends among that crowd of rulers or anything like that, so... You don't at the moment, no. No. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, we got to figure out that in Lizana. we got to figure out how to get that money fast. Well, where are uh, we going to get 400 gold, uh, 400 gold pieces from Harold? That's where I'm I mean, the only option is giving away all of our supplies for winter. We, we can't, you know, we can't just live off nothing. Could do that. Move into Travis's farm for the winter until we can rebuild. The way I understand it, they're going to collect from Travis also. Yeah. I don't know. I talked to Mimian. She didn't seem to have any ideas or ways uh, we could. Oh, how get was it. she? She well. Oh, of course she's great. She's got eight kids she's taking care of now, I think, instead of just seven. They seem to keep coming. I guess that's the way of things. But uh, I couldn't, had to let her down, of course. I couldn't donate anything to her this this time. I don't know. Do you think your friends in the, uh, this this trouble guy, the trabial guy with the horns, he's got something going on with wyverns or something. I wonder if there's something, I wonder if there's something we can do where we can, uh, I don't know, help him out help him find a wyvern that would be a good uh, that would be a good haul if we mm. caught one of those fancy yourself was... an adventurer suddenly gets into one bar fight and now he wants to go off and hunt wyverns no oh, no Harold. i just know that and she I kind of that... like gently runs like a hand across your cheek and just pets you looks at you like she adores you for who you are <laughs> i mean more like i can guide him through the countryside to where the wyverns are he can do his thing oh you know I where can... the wyverns are do you well, I mean, it was the, the bard was telling story last night. I can put two and two together. I don't know. I'll, I got to work on some ideas like that. If you get any ideas, let me know. All right. If, you're, if, you're, we... if your friends out in the uh, if your friends out in the woods have any ideas of where we can scrape up some money quickly, or uh, let me know. Yeah, let's uh, move on then. I guess I don't have much more. Okay. Go down for breakfast and uh, get out of uh, get out of the uh, get out of the brittle flagon in.
eventually she's going to hear that I beat the crap out of Cracker and my whole shit, then I'm going to really be in trouble. <laughs> trouble? Speaking of trouble, yeah. what's going on? Um, yeah, so I, I do need to find more information about the Wyverns. Um, I don't need to hunt them. And I don't plan on... I'm still recovering from uh, my previous encounter. Not with wyverns, but with dragons. Uh, not not that not that I know that Harold is planning any anything as crazy as a hunt. Um, but it is time now that things settle down a bit. Uh, it is time that I question the bard again and get some straight answers about the wyverns. So I guess I try to corner Tapuk and ask was having breakfast downstairs to book what are you having for breakfast well i mean before i grab breakfast i'm asking the staff if they've seen bansua older yeah. orc gentleman established uh, very handsome looks like it runs in the family <laughs> majestic even damn thing tall sarge just kind of like takes it takes it in as your as your uh, as you're asking around, he goes, so I still hurts. <sighs> I saw your grandfather here last night, yesterday morning, actually. Came in, booked a room, told me to look out for you. You're lucky I know who you are. Everyone knows who I am. Um, <sighs> last I saw me, I bumped into him on the way out, on his way out. Mm. He was headed for the rat's cracked skull. Oh. Is that, uh, I heard that mentioned yesterday. Something about rats, I think. It's hard to remember from last night. Uh, okay, the rats cracked skull. Okay, is that the, the better of the two inns in the city? <laughs> I'm only joking. I know you're not, but it's all right. Um... It is, uh, I mean, Agris runs his place his way and his patrons enjoy the quality of the service he provides and don't mind his watered down ale or the rats he skewers and roasts over a fire. I've skewered a few rats in my time. But I'm sure them, you have. No, roasting them is not my style. I, I prefer nice... Well-cooked vegetable. Hmm. Yes. Anything for breakfast? Two silver pieces. It doesn't come with the room? No. It's the worst bed and no breakfast I've ever been in. As I... It's the only one right on the market, if you're interested. <sighs> no, I will. I will get something from the market, but I thank you very much. I will be back soon, and uh, I will head out towards the market. Just as you turn around to head out to the market... Someone is standing in your way. Trouble. Ah. Yeah. Um, oh no. Right. Sorry. We we were the, the last night. There was a lot going on. Um, yes. Uh, about the Wyvern story. Yeah. I, 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 well, I, I'll pull out my, my 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 book. Just sign a piece of paper, rip it off, hand it to him, and then begin walking towards the ball. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 no. Yeah, I get it. You're rushing. Uh, is there anyone else? You mentioned there was there was someone else there. The, the, the ones uh, who actually killed the wyverns. Um, 
or 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 someone with a pet cat <laughs> if you want to ask me then you should come with me i will answer while i'm on the road but i i need to find uh my grandfather Bansu. so follow me you can yeah. buy me breakfast on the way okay sure We head out to the market. <laughs> what do you want to ask him? Yeah, so so uh, I I've already heard two conflicting accounts, um, not just from the two different bards, but from Tapuk himself, right? The mm. wyvern had changed. Colors. Right, one from the south and one from the north. Yeah, and the different colors. The wyvern had changed yeah. colors, directions. So all right now, I just want to find out if who else I can ask about this. Uh, so. As as we're traveling, uh, I'm, I'm scouting to try and find Bansua and, and find some information about the, the rats, rats cracked skull, rats cracked casket. Um, uh, the rats cracked skull. Oh, yes. To to try and uh, you know head in that general direction. Um, but the, the the wyvern story. So I, I'll be honest with you. I was there with Sibylle. You may have met her, um, I believe. She's a cat lady. In a room. Cat lady, yes, the the, 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 the weird cat lady. Yeah. Um, she she was there as well. Um, we we were Griffin riding at the time, um, and uh, were unlucky, lucky enough uh, to to be dragged into the situation where a wyvern had attacked. Uh, somebody and, and we were trying to, to rescue them. Uh, it was in the mountain range um, near to Meldegali, um, but I don't know if the wyvern came from the north, or came from the south. It was very fast. A lot of things were happening, and uh, we were lucky to escape with our lives. You know, we've heard many stories about how this happened, that happened, bravery, huge battles. It's all just rubbish. It's all just rubbish. It was chaos. It was insane. We could have died at any second. You know, Get your faith red here! Only today, free at the market. You hear somewhere oh. off in the distance. As I pull out though, I, my, I, a wrinkled pamphlet from my pocket. Oh, uh, I, I need... I need to see this man. Just come with me. Yeah, come with me. sure. Sure. Um, as I uh, head towards the sound of where I expect Lidivicus Blackheart uh, on the pamphlet to, to be, giving okay. his uh, free, <laughs> free readings. In between this kind of walking conversation with, with trouble, you've also been arresting people uh, left and right. Some of them has just been, been moving on. An orc is not a not a strange sight, but an uncommon sight in, in, in this part of the of the land. Um, and you are not, um, even though you are not well, you are not dressed to inspire particular confidence, but you do have this aura of approachability. It makes it somewhat easier for people to just. Kind of converse with you i guess um you find out that the rat's cracked skull is at the end of the alley in the part of town where it runs downhill um where the buildings go from proper to poor very quickly is how most people describe it 
um, and they kind of point past the construction site or the warehouse that is uh, half destroyed, um, kind of around there and then downhill, um, even further in the dark shadow of the Bonebreaker Manor that looms over there. Well, you, know, you know what they say rolls downhill. Um, and is this the same direction where I hear the cries of... Um, no, that's on the market square. It's on the market square. Oh. And, and it's still early in the morning, right? It's still like it's, okay, it's morning so, starting. It's getting busy, progressively busier and busier. Okay, so I, I, I can't... I, I'm torn in two directions. I, I need to find my grandfather. It feels like I urgently need to find him. He's obviously gone missing and I... Or had a very good night at the bar one of those two things uh but obviously i've, I've come here traveled far for many months to come for this reading um but family wins over my grandfather is very important to me so um heading down into the depths to try and find uh where this other inn is okay trouble are you accompanying or are you going another direction um as he's heading out yeah, thanks for your help. I'm going to go talk to Sibylle about this. Um, just see if there's any more details she might know. Sure, sure, yes. Uh, I mean, she's, do you know where she is? Um, no. No. Oh. <laughs> and then I just leave. <laughs> Wait, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just in the middle of some town here. <laughs> well, so you, go off to, you go off to, to look for Sibylle. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, She's. I mean, you know, she was. Yeah, be, would you have right? any idea where she where she went? Just out of curiosity. Well, she was sleeping in my chair, and then she left at some point. When I came back to the room, she wasn't there anymore. Um, she 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 might be trying to sell one of those rat things. Um, and there is the market day today, so I'm I'm gonna wander through. I'll the market. allow it. Okay, you're wandering through the market, to Pook. As uh, trouble kind of goes the other direction, you might sigh a yeah. sigh of relief. Crazy um, fans, crazy fans. And as you um, as you're walking um, in the general direction of where you think you might find the rat's cracked skull, you hear um, a child's voice kind of um, cry out, "Here, Shala, Shala, Shala! Oh, come on, where?" You can't be high. Where are where are you? Oh, what's a shala? Okay, I know I know what a shala is. You know what a shala is. Okay, and and if I have bad life experiences with shalas, <laughs> no, only positive ones actually. Actually, shalas wood is relatively. You know, there there are quite a, a few shalas in shalas wood. Oh, Come to think of it. Well named, yes. You'd be quite familiar with them. And and have I seen a Shala on on, on, you've on seen my way? Many. You've held them on, uh, on your way here. On the way here. No, you have not. Okay. Um, Boy doesn't look like he's gotten much sleep. Uh, have you been out all night? The, the woods are full of Shala. Why? No, I want my Shala. Just you know, yesterday there was also this dude. And he came and he pretended to try and help me look, but he didn't know what he was doing. Oh, uh, was he a large, handsome orc? Uh, very noble looking, runs in the family, seems to be very knowledgeable, wondrous even? No. Oh, okay. He is kind of old. 
but not stooped over. You know, he stood up straight like a soldier, you know, like the guards do sometimes. Seems to ring a bell and, and, and he didn't help you. Yeah, I knew there was something. No, he was quite useless. Oh, well, yeah. For all his talk of my wife's a druid or something, he kept whispering to himself, I don't know what he did. I think he chased her away. When, when That's he, what when, I think. When the kid says quite and useless, he, it, it tweaks. Ah, ah, yes, <laughs> uh, yes, I, I believe I, I met him. Yes. Was it alone, was he? Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, and you see, he kind of like like wipes wipes this oh. huge snot away from from his nose, and then just flicks it like oh. right by your feet. I mean, I, I, my wife is not a druid. I don't have a wife, and if she was, she wouldn't be a druid. So, have you seen my Shala? And then he just turns around and continues doing whatever he was he was doing. He's lost interest in you. I um, no, and I walk away. Okay. <laughs> You lost that battle. Nope. Um, as you're as you're walking on, you do eventually find it. Take, it takes you a little bit, but you do eventually find um, the rat's cracked skull, oh. and it's closed. Oh. There are no lights on inside. The shutters are closed, shut, um, and the door is. If you were to try to open it, you would find that it is locked or barred. Mm. Um, in the vicinity, what do, what do you want to do here I, I, now that you found this place? I want to take a wander around, see if I can find any, anybody, any sign of Bansor, like my grandfather, if he was if he was there. Um, you know, maybe signed pictures or something. I don't know what other people do when they go to places. I feel like everyone should give signatures and sign photographs to people. So uh, maybe if there's anything around. Right, you you spend some time looking around the the area, and as you're looking around, at one point on a pile of garbage, you notice a cloak. Hmm, and it looks familiar. The, the same it, kind of cloak I have. It's, it's a similar, but um, it looks like the cloak you saw. It's it's been a bit weather worn and and travel worn. But it very much looks like the cloak Bouncer was wearing last time you saw him a couple of months ago. Oh, okay. So I'll pull it out. Pull it out. Is it okay? Is it damaged? It's Anything dirty. Else? It's uh, been lying there for a bit. It's, it's a bit wet. Um, just looked like someone picked up a cloak and threw it out. Okay. And this, this is near to the to the inn. And this is in the in the vicinity of the of the inn, yeah. Not right next to it or anything, but in that general area where the rat's cracked skull is. And there's no one around to No, not really. Very odd. Okay. Um I'll I'll keep scouting around to if I see anything else, or if there's anyone around, then I will go and talk to them. If not, then I'll eventually go back to the um, whingy little child with his missing pet to ask him if he's seen anything suspicious even if I have to help him with his little Sharla problem this is out of character but I was sure that kid is like some part of like part of a gang where they try to rob people 
You've, met, you've not met this child yet, Trouble. You don't know. This is out of character. Wow. <laughs> um, um, you ask around a little bit, and um, I mean, there, there are hovels and people around. They're, they're a bit weary of a stranger. These are all humans that look poor. Uh, worn clothes, dirty. Um, looks like they, they work, but they, they, they scrape by in, in terms of their, their living. One of them will tell you as you're looking around um, that there was this one-eyed lady seen skulking around the garbage um, earlier that morning around the garbage piles somewhere. One-eyed lady. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they don't know who it was. She was she was seen kind of sprinkling food around also for uh, shalas and trying to lure them. So I will go back to the the kid that was looking for a shala. See, can't find him. He's gone. Oh, oh. Sneaky little kid. He's a okay. werewoman. He turns into a woman at a full moon, and then a <gasps> and then a boy. To book. Continue. Um. <laughs> I mean, if I can't find him and there's there's no tracks or anything, I mean, you said this area is kind of a dirty, rundown area. Do I see any tracks? Like little tiny bare feet from a little tiny orphan boy that I can follow? It's, it's like the roads here are dank and dirty. There's not a lot else you feel you can you can get out of spending more time around here. Maybe we should come back when the rat's crack skull is open. Yeah. Okay, then I will head back towards the market um I'm unhappy I, I'll, I'll be carrying the 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 cloak that i found okay. um and head back towards the market very good um harold back to you have you decided what you want to do um no <laughs> let's see um All right. Well, how I think I need to. I think I need to. Yeah, I'm gonna go out and walk around, and yeah, I don't really have any angles on getting control of the situation. Uh, I think I'll go have a talk with Mimian again because she's my main contact in this town, and just ask more explicitly for news or help than I asked before. Since I've been helping support the orphanage for many years, hopefully she can. Uh, I'll see if she can, and maybe if I'm lucky, I run into somebody else along the way, like Sibel or Trouble, that have interesting information for me. All right, Harold, you walk up to um, Shadow's Refuge for the future of the valley. Did I hear Sibeli talk about the her? her connections to the orphanage or not? I don't think I did, right? I don't nope. know if you mentioned it to anyone. No, nope. okay. not at all. Um, Shadow's Refuge for the Future of the Valley is this old longhouse with a dormitory and a kitchen and an office and a dining hall. So it's, it's quite a sizable building right off the market square. Um, and in the fenced off yard, you would usually during the daytime find children playing um, instead, um, outside of this worn down building, 
you find Mimian Moonblossom standing between the children and the building, kind of holding them back as she is intently staring at something that's going on inside because the door is open and you can hear the sound of, I don't know, grunting men shouting at each other from the inside. Mimi, what's happening? What do you want to do? I'll run up to Mimi and ask Mimi, what's happening? Harold! Oh, thank the dawn singer you're here. They came this morning and they're trying to they're trying to take the strong box with all of the donations. The one that's anchored to the floor of my office. They're trying to steal it. What the taxman? Who's stealing it? Yeah, yeah, it's the tax. Is it? Man. No. Uh, sorry, who is it? Uh, you're kidding me. I can't get into a fight again. Lisanna will kill me. Um, it, 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 uh, she, she, she seems really distressed yeah. and panicking um, as, as she kind of just keeps looking from you to the building, you to the building. And indeed, yeah. a few moments later, you hear this loud crack and heave and some cheering yeah. and then these two guys um rather broad-shouldered men kind of lumber out of the building holding this this um, large metal case between them with a piece of floor still connected right. to it all right send send kids to the market get the get the tall guy with the with the horns and bring him back here as fast as possible. I'll tell tell two of the kids that I know. Find the tall guy with the horns and get him back here as fast as possible. Uh, oh, and the guard. <laughs> oh, and the city guard. And uh, then I got to see how I can slow these folks down. Can I? What, so they're coming out with a... They're they coming armed? out with, with what seems to be a strong box like straddled between the two of them. And they seem to be... It, it, it might seem like robbing. Yeah. Um, or stealing from the the orphanage in broad daylight. Yeah, that's very unusual. Do I recognize them? Are they from the town? Are they? From they the are wearing line? the same clothes that Smiley and Cracker are wearing. No way! What is going on? Uh, Taxes are owed, Moon Blossom. Everyone's got to pay. One of them says as they kind of start walking towards the gate that leads from the premises of the Has, has Mimian orphanage. never had to pay taxes before? Mimian, do you take pay taxes every year or not? Never before! This is, I don't know what they're doing, what's gotten into them. Something's out of control. Um, I'm not going to get enough... Oh my, my gosh, what are we What are you going to do, so, Harold? Make a decision. What are you going to do? Um, I'm gonna, we're right next to the market, right? It's a, you're you're off the off the market square, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna become a rabble rouser. Um, <laughs> you shall have a black eye and a busted lip from yesterday's fight, and you walk with a slight limp. Yeah, I. And your your hit points didn't reset because you slept, huh? Just, no. just making sure. You, no, you uh, I'm gonna. So what do you want to do? I'm gonna shout out to folks in the town saying. They're coming from the orphanage. There's, they're robbing the orphanage. You know, uh, just start shouting out because we're right next to the mer to the merchant square, right? 
Hey, you, you, you shout, you shout this out. And one of the yeah. thugs turns Call to you and guards. goes, yeah. "We're on the Reeves business, old man. Stick to your own." And this he just is a charity keeps, that they never keep pays, walking. Never pays taxes. What are you doing? What's the Reeve doing? They just—they're just walking out of the premises with the strong box between them. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna get in a fight with him. That's not gonna go well. I'm gonna just run for the. Um, Run for the city center and see if I can find any of the. Uh, see if I can find Josh from last night, or we like maybe do we need to talk to we need to talk to uh, Olana Bonebreaker or the other council members about this. I don't know what Olana's going to do about it. They're probably, I mean, look at where she lives. They're, you know, she likes pretty things, right? They're probably bringing the money straight to her at no. this point. They're bringing it to their. Like their whole tax office collapsed. They're bringing it there. Something's going on back there. The tax office didn't collapse. Y okay, you said that it was the people dressed as like the tax collectors who were in the. So I made the assumption that it was the tax office. So I've lived it's in this town for a, a long time. The a warehouse. Warehouse. warehouse has collapsed. Okay. Uh, They're probably looting it for valuables. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you're right. Um. No, no. So hang on. The warehouse is somewhere on the market square. The yeah. the orphanage is somewhere else on the market square. Okay. And they are taking the strongbox from within the orphanage. Yeah, I mean, you can't take all of the all of the you can't take all the money as the taxes. It doesn't work that way. Oh man, that's not gonna not gonna get win an argument with these folks. Um, they have now left the yeah. premises. You're looking for a guard. You can you can find uh, some of Leodore's. Uh, yeah, Leodore's I'm gonna try guards. some of some of Leodore's guards and say, what is happening with the tax people? They've, they're they're robbing. They've gone from taxing to robbing, the the orphanage. They have no right to tax the orphanage. That's not in their purview. If this is robbery. If you have to stop you, them. You talk to a, a woman in her in her early twenties, maybe. Uh, reminds yeah. you a bit of a bit of Kester. In, in terms of where she is in, in her age or of Sibley, uh, properly dressed in a proper like guard uniform, baton on her belt, um, walking around with a group of three. She kind of just yeah. looks at you and goes, taxes are the Reeves business, sir. We can't intervene. Yeah, but how do you, what, what when they go from taxes to robbing? They just ripped, uh, okay, I don't really have any of the, um yeah then i'm just going to try to run ahead of them uh these taxmen saying hey the taxmen are robbing them the 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 orphanage as i run back into town and try to gather some uh, support for the orphanage to to figure out how we raise a raise a bit of a stink that will get heard by the other council members all right so make a make a charisma charisma role Let's, okay. let's say let's make make a d20 roll and add your standing as a citizen of this of this town okay. um, to it. You need to beat a 16. Again. What you roll? A one. What is it with these ones? Right. I don't think as I'm going to roll anything more tonight until I get in combat and then I'm going to die. <laughs> as you're as you're running around and, and kind of frantically shouting, first of all, you look kind of beat up and bruised and battered. Right. Oh, no. Um, and second of all, you, you hear people just kind of like shout back towards you. 
they rob everyone. What are you talking about? It's tax season. Just pay up. Why shouldn't the orphanage pay? What good does it do for this town? Why do I have to, you know, you hear all of these kind of like people like okay. renting and walking around. Whatever you're trying to get them to do, they don't. it doesn't, doesn't, okay. doesn't, well, doesn't I just catch run on. Into town making an idiot of myself, I guess, and um, maybe damaging my standing in the town with that one. And hopefully mm. some of the other players here being put a stop to this madness. In the meantime, on the market square, trouble. Yeah. You hear somebody shouting off in the distance, making a racket, um, but you're not really sure because it's quite a sizable market. What exactly is going on uh, there through all the booths and uh, the hubbing of the people? But you do manage to find Sibley's booth. Hmm. Oh, Sibley was it, right? Hello. Yeah. In your trouble, right? I think I might have stayed in your room last night. Yeah. Sorry about that. Nah, Awkward. I've slept in worse places than the floor. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Heavy night, wasn't it? Oh goodness. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's it's been some years since I've seen uh, Felion. Happened to. Yeah. Well, me too. I, I'm the only one left, so that's it. Little old me. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, I, I was actually gonna talk about something else. Um, you know, your friend to book the uh, the bard, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I saw you yeah, guys him. singing together. Uh, he he was telling me about that story, you know, uh, with the wyverns. Now, I, no reason whatsoever that story caught my attention. He just told it really well, um, but uh, y you were there, weren't you? Ah, yes. What a what a brilliant story that was. He he told it well. He told it well. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I was there. Everything that he said on that stage last night, completely true. Um, in fact, you can see on my stool here, I've got some little wyvern statues as well. To, to earmark that story. Oh, um, what do you know? These are, these are slightly more expensive than the rats, but um, they've been selling fairly well, actually. Yeah, if, if you uh, if you want, I can, you know, five, five silver pieces. Five silver pieces. Uh, you know what? Sure. I'm, I'm going to buy one. Oh. Uh, Sibley looks quite surprised by the reaction. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, She's like, oh, wow. Yes, he, he took really told a great story and that is the complete and entire reason that i am suddenly very interested in wyverns uh you, you, how, how much do you remember the event the event uh where where was it exactly that you saw the wyverns wyvern oh right. gosh yeah i mean my feeling on brain is is uh my memory isn't isn't so clear but um somewhere in in Nobeck Valley some in in the mountains and we were yeah we, we were learning how to ride griffins and then yeah we just stumbled across this wyvern pretty similar to what what Tubbuck said I can't remember any any much more details than that to be honest how why do you ask no, anyway it, it, uh, just curious I mean that's that's a that's a great story and he told it really well um do, do you remember what direction it came from I mean, up, but... Oh, yeah. gosh. 
Yeah. Um, no, I remember we we flew above. Yeah, we, we, we flew quite high and, and kind of like alongside. We saw gold, gold meadows and but but I don't remember what direction the wyvern came on. I must admit. Yeah. Sorry. Oh well. Yeah, it was a great story. And goodness, what is that shouting out there? Is that normal around here? What is that shouting? Oh, the oh the fortune teller. Is that is that what you what you mean? Yeah. No, I was gonna go see him later. No, not not. It was across the market. Huh. I guess I was just imagining. Oh. I thought I heard someone yelling oh. something. Oh, yeah, it's probably some crazy madman. There seems to be some a lot of riffraff around here. I mean, the thugs last night as well. Yeah, got to watch your back. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Have you seen um, Topok at all? Oh, I, I saw him this morning. He was, uh, he had puked all over himself. I think he had one too many oh. last night. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, yeah, well... Uh, yeah, I'm looking for him anyway. Oh, wait so, a minute. No, I can't walked really... with him. Right. I was, I, yeah? yeah, he went to the, uh, oh, what was it called? The, uh, the cracked rats, something, the cracked rat, the broken rat. Oh, um, I think the, the cracked rat skull. Yeah. Something. Someone told me that I should visit there with these rat statues and I might, I might get some more purchases. Yeah. I might do that later. To book. Hmm. As this conversation, this incredibly interesting conversation Ooh. is going down on the market square, you come out of the slums of um, Gold Meadows, right around where, uh, right around the space between um, a, a sort of rundown longhouse that is surrounded by a wall and the collapsed, collapsed warehouse. And right in between there where you come out of these alleys, you see the guy who got beat up last night running around and shouting at people about the tax collectors as two characters you would only know to describe as thugs are mm -hmm. lugging along the street carrying a strong box with a piece of floor still attached to it. What do you want to do? <laughs> I mean... I'll laugh to myself at this comedic scene uh, and kind of wave down the beaten up old looking guy and go, Are you all right? Do you need me to call someone for you? Because I think you're having a seizure. Harold? Tobuk, they're doing it again. They're just getting yeah. worse. They're doing it again. Do you, need, yeah. do you need me to take you home? They're going after the orphanage oh. now. They're going after everyone. There's something wrong. They're They're... They've gone from just normal taxes, the normal greediness of taxes, to just ripping off, trying to steal everything from the entire town. And no one's listening! Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you, 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 you're rambling. Old people do this. Uh, <sighs> the, the box, that, that thing, and I point towards the coast, that's, that's from, the, from an orphanage? Mm-hmm. It's the donation box. It's the donation box from the orphanage. They're stealing money from an orphanage. Ooh. That doesn't but, seem like a smart move. Um, no, well, I mean, well, maybe, well, maybe we can get Sibley and that other scary guy with the horns, and we can uh, have a chat to them. I yeah, mean, we can't fight. Yeah, we, yeah. we should have a chat. You shouldn't because you look like you're about to collapse. But um, 
I'm still not feeling very well from yesterday. You're right. Uh, there's nothing. Uh, okay, find them. Let's see where these folks go. Actually, Game Master, are they taking this back to the tax office area or somewhere else? It seems like they are uh, marching it towards Bonebreaker Manor, which is like the, the, the big, beautiful house where Alana Bonebreaker lives. Really? Where okay. the council also has their offices, obviously, on those premises. It's kind of like the heart of the government of the town. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm just like, you follow them. Follow no, them. No, I'll, you're right. I'll go with you. You're right. I can't win anything by going there. What? Okay. Yeah. But, we, but we know roughly where they're going. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're sure. going to the manor. And, and let's, I mean, I roughly know where Sibley's going to be. I know she wants to sell her ugly little rat statue things for money. For money. <laughs> she thinks she's going to get money. What? As you're, as you're standing there, kind of having this conversation, a uh, burly human figure in, in working overalls, somewhat dusty um, from the work being done. Um, pushes aside part of the canvas uh, behind which the warehouse is, uh, the, the, the collapsed warehouse is, is uh, being obscured and kind of steps out and takes out a pipe, fills it and grabs a matchbox, uh, a pack of matches that he lights up and then lights his pipe. And Harold, you see that that is quite a familiar uh, pack of matches that you've seen somewhere else. Lights it up and kind of uh, greets you. Greenhaven. And you recognize this is Supervisor Nork, one of the uh, builders in town. Ah, okay. So he worked by, for Morris. Uh, architect, architect Morris. Okay. Um, and he just kind of like stands there drawing, smoking his pipe. Okay, like, Supervisor Morick. What's what's going on? Nork, N-O-R-K. What's going on out here? What's the uh, rocket? Yeah, thanks for coming and answering, man. Uh, have you been at the cracked in at the rat's skull? Sorry, uh, what? He kind oh. of slips the, the matches back in his, his pocket. What's going on around the, here? The tax collectors are being more tax collecty than normal. They've doubled everybody's taxes this year. Mm. I mean, we're always greedy, but they doubled everybody's tax collectors last year. They beat the hell. They got into a... They came after me personally instead of just coming to get my stuff last night. And now one of them, now they've actually taken from um, from Shadow's Orphanage, which has never been taxed before. They just took the whole the whole uh, strong box out well, of there. Is there something going? Do you do you know something going on with Morris? Are we are we suddenly having to build a castle or fund an army? Why would the tap? Why, why would they suddenly drain taps. the whole town? Takes takes a long draw on his pipe and then taps against the, his temple. The army, Greenhaven, as far as I've heard, but you haven't heard this from me, the Bonebreaker is raising an army. Don't ask me why. Uh, and therefore, he but needs he needs the money. the money to outfit them, and so, everyone's got to pay. Ah, uh, so, my goodness, so, that's even worse. Though that means that there's a war coming. So at the mention of uh, the bone breakers, um, I wonder whether or not uh, my relationship, my poor relationship with the Snow Snatcher, who is a patron of the bone breakers, 
may give me some kind of information or assistance in this matter where we can find some additional information. Let's see. Hmm. Definitely no friend of the Soul Snatchers. So, what do you want to know specifically? So, anything I, I I would have heard or can find out about this army that they are um, amassing, and why the Bonebreakers would need to be amassing an army. I'm also you very would, curious. <laughs> you would know um, through your history with the um, with the with the Soul Snatcher. The Soul Snatcher is very closely allied with the Tyrant and the the Winged Shadow, and they are always looking for an opportunity to create some sort of disbalance um, amongst the allies that the monarch covets. One of those allies is the Titan's vanguard, or the Empress of Rishoa. Right? They are not directly allied with the monarch, um, but it is in the Soul Snatcher's interest that the Titan's vanguard is kept busy with other things um, than obstructing whatever plans those three are hatching and working on. Something you would know. Okay. Something that they might need an army for, you have no idea. But it is strange because the Nobeck Valley, technically, even though the Empire is far away. You are aware of the fact that you are a part of the Rishoan Empire. Mm. Okay. Mm. Does it help your thinking? Uh, a little bit. It doesn't give us a lot, but it. So the Bonebreaker raising an army is also technically raising Topic. an army for the Rishoan Empire, theoretically. Technically, yes. Yes. Yeah, theoretically. Okay. I um while we're talking to Supervisor Nork then um so he's told us that they're raising an army. That's also really useful to know. That's why they actually are taxing so much, so we can't stop them from taxing us. They're just gonna do it. Um do I still have any of that bottle of terrible whiskey that I bought from the rat's cracked skull tavern? Maybe a little half quarter of it left? Sure. I'll pull it out and offer it to uh, Morris because that, that uh, matchbox was, I assume, from the Rat's Crack Skull Tavern, right? Sorry. Uh, Nork looks, looks at you and goes, I picked this up last right. night if you want to, if you need a bit of hair of the dog uh, from. So, what are you trying to show uh, him that you I'm visited that no, place? I'm just trying to um, offer him a drink. Thanks for the. Thanks. Norik, that helps. What what happened here anyway? Why did this place? Why did the warehouse collapse? Uh, I'm just trying to get him talking and 
whiskey's, you know, a little offer of whiskey is a good way to do that. And he'll probably recognize that it came from the tavern. He kind of brushes the bottle aside. Says, "Too early for drinks, Harold. Tonight, okay. maybe we can we can we can grab a drink." Okay. Um, what's happened here? It's, it's quite a thing, actually. The whole building just came down. Do you want to take a look inside? Yeah. What what brought it down? Topok, you need a story. Probably a story in there. Uh, you go and look inside. Okay. I'll find Sibylle and, uh, and see yeah. where we can offer assistance. So I'll I'll, yeah. I'll leave yeah. the doddering old man to yeah. his tour yeah. and wander off to try I'll, and find Sibylle. I'll offer to look inside because I'll say, "Hey, Nork, I'm in need of. Uh, I'll definitely take a look inside. Um, and I'm in need of some cash due to the uh, taxes. So if there's any supplies, I can help supply you with uh, here. Uh, let's see if there's something I can do to help." So All right. that's my the, uh, reason to go on a tour, really. As Tabuk kind of uh, walks away, you are, Nork takes you into the canvas and you disappear from sight. Tabuk, okay. you are making your way to the market? Yes, I will right. try and find the cat lady, as we will now refer to Sibylle. <sighs> Not sure about this name. <laughs> no. <laughs> the little rat sales, salesperson. Harold. Yes. Um, even though this area is cordoned off by by kind of canvas uh, canvas wall, so to speak, there's there's enough space to comfortably walk around the building where you are. And Nor kind of takes you in through the interior of the of the warehouse, um, and you can immediately see this huge gaping hole on the on the other side on the other side of it um, as you walk through, and you you walk right up to the precipice. And what you see there is that it, it seems like there was just this huge sinkhole that just appeared there and seems to have swallowed up kind of like this part of the of the this this area. And it's quite a sizable hole. It's probably around 20, 20, uh, 20 I'll say 20 meters across. Yeah. Um, and you, you look down. So if you if you look down from your feet, you can see there's there's two layers of basement under the warehouse also that you can kind of look into right it's it's it looks really really messy or dystopian as you're as you're looking down and make a um make a d20 roll add either your intelligence or your wisdom okay well, this is quite the wow nice 21 now now he rolls huh? 21 yeah nice <laughs> Better late than ever. Finally, shall we shall we well, end the session here on this high note? Is that is that what we want to do? That's the last um, roll. That's the last roll I want to make tonight. So you 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 peer you peer down into this into this hole, and on a twenty one, it's very strange. But there, it, it's almost like there is a um, there there is a, a subterranean layer to gold meadows that you were not aware of. Um, there, it almost looks like a um, where where the sinkhole kind of like where it becomes really dark. There does seem to be like a wall and a window, like three or four stories down, and maybe even a road. But it's it's caught up between kind of jagged rocks and, and stones that seem to have kind of been pushed up out of the earth beneath. It's a very strange kind of subterranean 
site. Maybe it are catacombs or something, but, but it almost looks like you could climb down yeah. and, and go somewhere is, is the feeling you get on that sure. room. This is in... This is so... Crazy, never, right, Greenhaven? 20 years, I've never heard stories of, uh, of anything below the ground. But you're a builder. You know about the foundations of everything. How come... Is there this nah, We never dig that deep. Um, this is the first time I've ever seen anything like it. But it, it's odd. We're, we're going to go down and, and, and take a look. I mean, it looks like there's like walls or something down there. Like, you know, like 30, 30, 40 meters underground. Wow. Crazy. It's strange. Yeah. Wow. Unheard of. That's, uh, have I ever heard of any in my previous life, anything, history or anything about um, underground okay. civilizations? Uh, in your previous life? Yeah. What's your previous life? Oh. Wh which which uh, background are you trying to invoke? All right. So Harold I, Greenhaven, I, I, farmer I, of Nobeck Valley. Harold Greenhaven, who's grown up living, uh, well... Well, actually, I should probably go ask those smart bards and travelers, but I grew up in a, a much nicer family in the heart of the empire with access to history and books and education. And uh, so the Velastar Vanguard background for two. Okay. I will let you make a roll against okay. a uh, 11. To see if this comes background. up in history somewhere. Eight plus my background is 10. So that doesn't pass unless I get other bonuses of intelligence or something nope. no um you you think and think and think nobeck valley something like like it's it's like there like you've 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 read or heard stories about about histories of the of the empire like beyond living memory for for humans for sure but not for giants because giants have a an incredibly long lifespan, um, but you can't you can't put your finger on it. There's, there's wow. something there's something about Nobeck Nobeck Valley. I know a guy who sure what it is. I know a guy who seems to collect stories. So I think I maybe go ask that guy. Say, wow, Nork, pretty interesting. Um, like I said, uh, I'm in desperate need of money for the taxes. So uh, if there's anything I can do. That uh, that'll raise some some money fast, like supplying you with uh, lumber, bricks, or for my for my farm. Let me know and I'll I'll, I'll jump to it. But uh, wow, are you gonna send the army down there to explore? Or are you just gonna go yourself? <laughs> Nork Nork kind of laughs at, at that. So I I might take you up on that that offer, Harold. Let me see if I can't. Uh, free up some funds to uh, to help you as full-timers have to stick together eh? uh, um, no I don't think we'll be taking the uh, the, uh, the the army down there but I Morris has left strict instructions for nobody to go down there except for him if he's supervising the expedition oh okay oh okay well uh Thanks for showing me, man. This is quite a tour. I'll buy you. Uh, I'll buy you. Uh, if we meet up later, I'll share this whiskey with you. I'm gonna need it to get rid of this headache from from last night.
and I'll. Uh, Sounds good. You leave. <laughs> then I gotta go try to find the guy I know who collects stories. Don't you leave. Me. Yeah. Um, you leave. Nork opens a canvas and lets you out right near the market where you walk onto the market. And Tapuk, um, as you are wandering across the market, you come across a lovely old lady who's kind of bent over. Um, she's looking for something, but you notice when she kind of looks up at you that she's so far stooped over that she probably can't stand up straight anymore. And she's carrying little uh, knitted uh, pillows and, and blankets, kind of offering them to people left and right. Yes, hello, handcrafted, if you're interested, sir. Oh, I haven't seen one of you around here in a long time. Hmm. Does she have two eyes? She does. Uh, too many eyes. Sorry, I'm looking for a one-eyed crone, I'm afraid. And I will... it's, a, it's a strange day. I saw a, 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 a woman who looked like a cat. Ah, and uh, that is something I'm looking for. Do a you know man with horns. Ah, yes, that too. I've seen, you've seen lots of people that I'm after today. Have you, have you seen someone who looks like me? Slightly, maybe, older gentleman? Fabulous looking, amazing. You don't look so young yourself, if I could be honest with you. Hmm. No need to be insulting. Um, Blanket keeps uh, you warm. No, it's okay. Um, but if you can point me in the direction where you saw uh, the cat and the, 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 the person with the horns, that would be wonderful. I'd say she was more leopard-like than cat-like. Those spots, oh, beautiful, maybe, beautiful maybe spots. Okay. Back uh, there, second circle. Thank you. Right? On the alley that leads to the main gate. Ah, perfect. Thank you very much. I will certainly send anybody who asks me about small pillows your way. And I will sweep my robe around and head off in that general direction. And just as you walk off in that direction, out of one of the crossroads steps a rather um, tall human being in a black trench, trench coat, waving about hair, gray hair tied to the back of his head in a braid, waving about little pamphlets, handing them off left and right. Get your fate read, ladies and gentlemen. See what the future has to hold at midday if you want to. Yes, indeed. And as his eyes kind of pass over you, first he, he looks away and then they snap back. And that's where we're going to leave tonight's episode. I want to know what happens. Oh, well, tune in for episode three. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to episode two of the Mind and Mercy podcast. Um, let's see where this adventure takes us next week, because there are a lot of things happening at the same time. And I hope you are as curious as we are as to where all of that is going to lead. Oh, the drama. Uh-oh. This is a world of magic. In the Rishowan Empire... A giant rules from the craven throne. This empire has known peace and prosperity 
ever since the ravenous beast was repelled in the battle of a thousand widows. Yet where light rules, a shadow always lingers, and rumors of a dragon army on the rim of the empire swell. As vile and virtuous powers are about to upend their world, the lives of a farmer, a wanderer, a merchant, and a knight collide when their life's regrets return to haunt them. A quest for redemption leads our would-be heroes down a path that would spell certain death for most. But they are not most people. Threats to the Empire mount, and four strangers are forced to face the consequences of their past failures in order to stave off the cataclysmic events that would herald a new age. This is the world of might and mercy. Subscribe and never miss an episode.